0: Welcome to the Root of Our Health podcast, a holistic health and wellness podcast for women over 40. I am your host, Elizabeth DiCristofano, a functional medicine health coach, and each week I will provide bite-sized tips, knowledge, and insights, along with experts and thought leaders, so we can all learn how to get to the root cause of our health as we dance into the second half of our lives. Please keep in mind, this podcast is for educational purpose only and should never be used as a replacement for any medical diagnosis or treatment. Thank you for joining me. Now let's dig in. Well, hello again, ladies, and welcome back to the Root of Our Health podcast. I am so glad you guys can join me today as I will be talking about an interesting topic that I find super fascinating and that is cognitive behavior therapy. But before I dig in, I just wanted to mention that I will be offering a special holiday package for my health coaching services. This special is only for my listeners, and I will be mentioning more about this in the next episode, so you don't want to miss out. In addition, I'm also offering a free cheat sheet on how to reset your parasympathetic nervous system, or if I can just say it, your calm and relaxed state. I will add the link into the show notes so you can take advantage of this great and quick information. Which is just very useful, especially in these times. Okay, now back to this week's episode. Ladies, can we talk? I have been on this mental health kick for quite some time now. For very good reasons, actually. This shit is complicated. (laughs) I mean, really, how many of us have the... Best mental health, where we are just living every day positively, knowing how to successfully go with the flow and not let stress bother us. I seriously don't think I know one woman over 40, let alone anyone, that is in the best mental state. That is why I have been focusing these episodes more on the mental health and nutrition and fitness I just feel that digging into the mental health, starting with the mental health, is key. So because nutrition, though, is very important, it's easy. I mean, it's, it's easier, seriously. As a health coach, you know, I can't prescribe anything. However, I find that educating on eating whole foods is easy. And then fitness is also easier. I will definitely be talking about that in the next couple episodes, but I'm just saying here today, it's easy to do. It's easy to tell you you should go walking, or go to the gym for 30 minutes, or just stuff like that. It's just the easy part of it. But mental health, that is the hardest shit to deal with on a daily basis. It is just like going to the gym though. We need to work out our mental agility, practice daily habits that get us closer to either changing our thoughts or even detaching ourselves from the thoughts. In functional medicine, there is a tool that we use and it's called the matrix. This literally is like, it's truly the Bible, really. It, it's like a, it's a snapshot, it's a one sheet snapshot That gives you the list of your client's history, you know, of pre-birth, what they were doing as a child, and also gives you a little snapshot of their current situation. What are their issues? Are they having gut issues? Are they having toxic issues and stuff like that. But it also tells you about their lifestyle. So are they sleeping okay? Are they taking breaks? What's their stress like? Their nutrition, their fitness, everything, relationships. But smack dab in the middle of this sheet, of this Bible, so to speak, it's a circle with the three most important pieces of the puzzle of who you are, who a human being is. And that is mental, emotional, and spiritual. So I think these three things are what us as human beings are all about. And truthfully, I feel that if one is not healthy, like the mental, then all three are not healthy. So your emotional kind of ties in with the mental and the spiritual kind of ties in with both of them. It is in having a healthy mindset where anyone can start taking steps to living A healthier lifestyle that is where it starts in the mind then comes the nutrition and everything else once you get your mind your state of mind in not just a positive but kind of reframing things you're more able to say yes to a better nutrition say yes to having more vegetables or saying yes to walking more, doing stuff like that, but you have to be in the right mindset. So that is where it starts. Personally, I have had the hardest time with this. For me, it is a constant struggle daily of having my mind and thoughts controlling my emotions and my actions. And now I have noticed that this is getting worse as I get older. I remember back when in my 20s, where I thought, hey, I'm invincible. I can make the dumbest choices and not really thinking about them. I could just do anything. Do you remember that? I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about that. However, I will say that I have always had some mental block about myself. Years and years of not being enough. Or always having a negative self-talk has brought on some really deep and dark moments in my life. Finally, I realized I cannot cure this, so to speak, on my own. So after 43 years of having these negative thoughts about myself, how I look, and this took on a form of an eating disorder, which started at age 15, I decided finally that it was time to go to therapy. And that I did. And this only happened three weeks ago. Now I know therapy gets a bad rap. Like, only crazy people go to therapy. But one thing I will say is that I don't care who you are or what you have going on in your life. <sighs> going to therapy is probably the best and healthiest thing you could do for yourself and your mental health. I feel that is no longer a stigma of you having to be crazy just to seek help. In fact, mental health is a huge topic now since this pandemic has happened. People going to therapy have increased tremendously. It is affordable. Health insurance now covers it, if not all sessions. So there is no reason why you should not go and talk to, and I, my belief, a non-biased person who can offer not only the help that you need, but somebody that'll listen. And that's what we need. We need somebody to talk about our issues and our feelings and just, just get it out. And this professional is there to listen, but also can offer you some guidance, some help on how to think differently or how to kind of get over these issues. So back to my therapist, I sought out a therapist who specializes in CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. I've only heard about it and heard about its efficacy, but I never really put it into work. I thought that this was perfect for the issues that I really needed to work out. One thing I will say though, is that it is easier to change the mindset when you were younger, really. I have had many years of bullshit ruminating in my mind, in my brain, that has to get sorted out and worked on. So I'm figuring this is probably going to take pretty much longer than say if I was 23. But, you know, isn't that how it always goes? So let's dig into a little bit more about what cognitive behavior therapy is. So I did touch on this a little bit in the last episode, but I want to summarize it by quoting the website Psychology Today, saying that CBT is a form of psychotherapy that focuses on modifying dysfunctional emotions Behaviors and thoughts by interrogating and uprooting negative and irrational beliefs. I love those words, it's very powerful. So, cognitive behavioral therapy was founded by a psychologist, Aaron Beck, back in the 1960s. So, this is nothing new, really. It is a non invasive and for practically anybody, kids can use it teens adults elderly anybody and it's really for those suffering from either major depressive disorders anxiety disorders obsessive compulsive disorders eating disorders post-traumatic stress disorders and so many others so now you know a little bit about what it is let's kind of dig in about how does it work how does this cbt thing work Well, normally when you go to therapy or see a psychologist, you talk about your past or your history. This happened when I was a child or something traumatic normally comes up after you kind of dig in and dig in and dig in. So with CBT, it focuses more on the present circumstances and emotions that going on today rather than what went on in your childhood. Now, I will say, though, that the CBT clinician or the therapist will most definitely ask a little bit about your past just so they can get a little sense of the issues. But they will not spend a lot of time there. That's not the focus of it. The focus and emphasis is what the client or me or you is telling themselves that are getting them into this anxiety or disordered state. I mean, we have how many thoughts per minute or per second. So it's crazy. <laughs> Clients are encouraged to address the concerns rationally and challenge the irrational beliefs that are ruminating or catastrophizing their life. So without going into too much detail, because I'm going to kind of dig in a little bit of my therapy session, but I'm not going to go into too much detail. I was given a handout in homework and I love homework. You know, one of my, um, core strengths is love of learning. So of course I was like, yes, dig get into homework, giving something I can learn. So this came out with two sheets of paper. One sheet was listing irrational beliefs. So it had the list of the irrational beliefs that we all have and the irrational beliefs that. Maybe I must be perfect or I must have everyone's love and approval on the same sheet was uh, triggering thoughts and triggering thoughts such as people ignore your needs or people control you. So anytime these thoughts come up, they trigger into an irrational belief. So I had to circle the ones that resonate with me and I struggle with most. Well, I kind of gave a little bit of a, you know, insight of the ones that I struggled or that I circled. Um, but, uh, so then there's a second page. The second page now has the coping statements In this page I'm seriously like from top to bottom has these coping statements. And it helps you reframe the mindset. So these coping statements are things like, life does not have to be perfect, or my dreams are coming true. And like I said, so, so many, much more. So I decided for me, because really looking at all of these coping statements, once just kind of reading them through and then being done with them is not going to help because you can't retain all of them so i wasn't really given a way of bringing this into my life i took it upon myself and decided to write out one for each day so i wrote out a coping statement something that spoke to me a little bit because not every, not all of them do but so i wrote one for each day And I would look at it multiple times that day. So say, for example, if there is an issue or trigger in that moment, in that, for that day, I will search for the coping statement that complements that trigger. And I find it helpful that if I kept saying that statement, it will reframe that mind. It'll be stuck in my mind. Now I do definitely have a lot of work to do with this because again, 43 years of all of these irrational beliefs and all of these thoughts and triggering things and thoughts, I have to undo them. And it's not easy. definitely takes day after day, week after week, and possibly years. But just being consistent will definitely help. And I've already seen that it's helped a lot. Now, you may be asking, well, how does this work for women over 40? Well, I maybe as bold to say that my belief as women over 40 and midlife, it's probably we are the most stressed-out and anxiety-ridden women out there. Even though we tend to get wiser and I don't know about you, but I carry more of a I don't give a shit attitude. We definitely do have the thoughts of I'm not getting any younger, and then all of the stress of being a mother, a wife, and at this age taking care of elderly parents and family, as well as the hormonal changes and dealing with how we look, our finances, and for some of us, I included, we are not where we want to be in life and feel that tug of it's now or never. So with all of these stresses and anxieties that we have, it is no wonder a lot of us have the negative self-talk that we have. But more than that, when the perimenopause and the menopause rears its ugly head, we have an even harder time to cope mentally. This is just not a physical thing. So when we do have the perimenopause or the menopause, really, what makes us women and one of our most important things we contribute to the world has been taken away, it is tough to deal with. So I kind of bring in a little bit of a scientific um, study here. So studies are now showing that CBT can be effective in managing menopausal symptoms, such as hot flashes, night sweats, the mood swings, the depression, the sleep disorders, and I find this fascinating and amazing news. You know why? Because it is no longer something that we just have to deal with. So going through these CBT, these coping statements, and reframing our minds really has an effect, our mental state has an effect of over our physical state. And I will definitely get into more of a mental and gut symbiosis as well. But just know that when you change your mental state, it changes your physical state. So having these statements and doing this behavior therapy is definitely something that we can be excited about because this is a step in the right direction of taking our life and our health back because we now have the ability to age gracefully and on our own terms. So my final thoughts here are being able to control our thoughts and not having our thoughts control us is a powerful thing. Monks have said for years that we are not our thoughts. Yet we as women have such debilitating thoughts that create stories that are not even real, that potentially hold us back from living the life we truly want and deserve. It is practices such as CBT that we are able to empower ourselves to understand that we are so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And just by changing that narrative or our perspective on situations to a more positive and healthy one might just be the one thing closer to freedom. Well, thank you for listening. And I truly, truly hope that this has helped you understand that this is Again, not so new of a therapy, yet not widely practiced way of mental therapy. If this has resonated with you, I ask that you share this episode with a friend or family member who you think needs to hear this, as I think we all need to hear that we have the power to control our minds and our thoughts. Please share on Facebook or Insta stories or Instagram or whatever platform you're using. I beg of you (laughs) share this and get this out because I think that, like I said, people need to hear this a little bit more. And if you want, tag me. If you're not following me again, I'll put all of the information in the show notes. So make sure you tag me and let me know your one takeaway. As always, if you like what you hear and want to keep up to date on new episodes, Please subscribe to this podcast. And I will also put in the show notes a way that you can sign up for my newsletter. So you can be in the know, so to speak. Please leave a rating, as that is how I will be able to continue to do this podcast, get this message across to you ladies. So wishing you all good health, and until next time, don't forget... You are worth it.